Thank you for tuning in to the Talk Marketing to Me podcast, where we talk all things marketing all the time. Don't forget to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And let's get started with today's episode. Well, welcome everyone to the Talk Marketing to Me podcast. I am here with my wonderful co-host, Hannah, and my business partner, Adam. And then we have a very, very special guest on the line, Gary Buffalo. Hi. It's like, well, a, it's like a herd of buffaloes in here this morning. Whoa, now. <laughs> We're going to leave the buffalo jokes out. How's everybody doing today? We're going to charge right into this. Uh, <laughs> so if you're not already picking up, Gary loves a good dad joke um, and has will interject them in the midst of conversation and you don't even realize he's done it. So. Uh, but recently we all got back from CMI, which was a marketing conference in DC. We all rode up and we had a great time coming up and I think we wore all the introverts out coming back down the road, but you know, overall we had a good time and we just kind of wanted to recap today a little bit about like what we saw, what we heard, you know, um, just to kind of let everybody out there know kind of what maybe coming up in the next few years as far as marketing and things of that nature. So, yeah. And I bet everybody can guess what the biggest topic up at content marketing world was this year. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I know, I know. Social media. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Only in the context of AI. Did you guys hear about AI in your sessions? Just a little bit. Okay. Once or twice. Yeah, <laughs> we we'll put it this way: if it was a drinking game, no one of none of us would have survived. It was all AI all the time. It was a little bit of marketing and a lot of AI, especially. Mm-hmm. I, th- I feel like it was more on Thursday. What about you, Adam? Yeah, absolutely. I I really think that AI took took center stage here, which it should have. You know, even if it's something that we don't want to use, it's uh, it's definitely something that's that's out there and it's going to affect our industry. Well, and it's so interesting because AI, as we know it right now, is only like 11 months old. Like it's been out there, but it's not been in the forefront, like in people's minds until like November of last year. So 2020. It's just a little baby. Yeah. Yeah. The little 11th month month old baby. Can't even walk yet. Which is scary. I, I mean, like, I, I mean, it, it's great. It's awesome. It's a tool, right? But like, if it's only 11 months old, it's like, what is it gonna, like, what's it gonna end up being? What's it gonna be able to do? Yeah, it, it is kind of scary. Like, what, what is it? I don't, I don't know. There's, you know, doom and gloom implications of it. And then there's the, this is gonna be the greatest thing since sliced bread kind of implications. So so I know we all went in Tuesday. We had sessions Tuesday. Wednesday was the main conference kind of stuff. And then we did sessions Thursday. Um, I know Hannah and I was in the one session Tuesday. We got some few takeaways there. Personally, I found like, or I felt like it was more, we're doing everything right. You know, it was nice hearing an expert. An expert. Yeah, I can't talk this morning. So there's my word for the day. Uh, Expert. So I felt like 
you know, hearing somebody else say all the things that we're doing for our clients was that other layer of solidification that's saying that we're doing everything right. What about you, Adam? What did you think? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, if if there was any big takeaway, I would say um, the thing that really stuck into my head was when they said content marketing is marketing. The simple four words really sums it up. What we're doing in our industry is marketing today. And I think uh, a lot of people don't realize that all these other marketing techniques that you can't really track, they're not they're not really doing it anymore. So if you're not content marketing, you're not, you're just not doing it right. Well, and then Adam's Gen Z, his inner Gen Z came out because he texted me after the, uh, after the government alert went out. He's like, I'm making a meme. I don't know if y'all saw it. We posted it. And so it was the little government alert and it said content marketing is marketing. <laughs> I wasn't sure. That. that was Adam. That's pretty, that's pretty <laughs> yeah. solid. Well, my favorite was when they uh, did it two minutes early and everybody in the office was like, what is going on? A lot of people hadn't heard about it, which I don't know how you could not have heard about it. But uh, yeah. And then the memes just started uh, everywhere on the Internet. I was like, we got to jump on this. So alert, national alert, content marketing <laughs> is marketing. <laughs> At least it wasn't, um, you know, Taylor Swift has left the building. See, I had some friends who were on a train in Colorado and they were like going up the river or whatever. And they said everybody's phones went off at the exact same time. And all like the old people were freaking out because they didn't know what was happening. <laughs> I don't know that I want to be on a train for that experience <laughs> or in any kind of motion. Yeah, I remember the last time it went off. Um, I was actually in the coffee shop. And, oh, God, it was so loud because it just would not stop. Like, you could not get it to stop. Like, this time that you could, like, actually silence it, which was nice. Um, but, Lord, it was so loud. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can't hear. Now I really can't hear. So It's like a bad example of outbound marketing and inbound marketing. It's like outbound marketing that you're just putting out there, but you know exactly who read it and how long they saw it. If they're, if Did you they think they're not, that? oh, if you think they're not, <laughs> okay, they know exactly what devices saw that stuff. So, well, there you go. Conspiracy yeah. theory coming out. There you go. <laughs> Wait, but why were some people wrapping their phones in like tin foil? I didn't understand that. Did you see that? Yeah, I don't think they know how that technology works. So, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I was a bit confused. I'm like, that looks very Wilkesboro to me. <laughs> Hey now. <laughs> I think that's just uh, I don't know what that is. I almost feel like that's like you know, you're I I I don't even know. I don't think it's Wilkesboro though. I think it's like more your super duper let me go get a cabin in the woods without electricity and use cash uh, only. I'm sorry, and... what about that isn't Wilkesboro? <laughs> well, <laughs> Okay, there's certain parts, but I mean, there's certain parts in like, you know, Buncombe County that you could say the exact same thing. So let's just be honest. I would say that's more fire. Haywood County, North Carolina or Madison County, okay. but I don't that's know. fine. You could bring it overpass, on down here to Rutherford. <laughs> overpass, overpass Barnardsville, though. You forget that that's Buncombe County, but. <laughs> 
Well, so Hannah, I know um, there was a lot about social media there, and I know there was a lot of talk about AI and a lot of talk about content marketing in general, but what did you feel about the social media stuff that happened at Content Marketing World? Well, I think everybody knows my favorite part was finding a new software for us to use for posting. Um, and so I have used AI a bunch recently, trying it out with some different clients, um, AI writing uh, social media, um, like the content on the social media. That's been really cool. So what we did is we found Vista Social, and that's a new publishing software. And it's just made... I told Chad the other day, I'm like, you know, it's like second best day to my wedding day was finding Vista Social. <laughs> so and this isn't husband... sponsored at all, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> it no. should be. <laughs> I was like finding Not... Vista. <laughs> do what? Not sponsored yet. Yet. Vista. There you go. There you go. They do want to come on the podcast. So that's cool. Well, come on yeah, down, I told... Vista Social. <laughs> I told Chad, I'm like... You know, this this program is standing second, you know, right next to the old husband as far as best things. Well, tell everybody how how we used to do how we used to do client approvals and how that's kind of changed your life, because we have we have a good number of, of clients that that take up a long, a long time to produce that content and, and get it approved. Right. 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 So it was a it was a Google file. It was a Google Doc. And. We'd pull, we, we would make a chart, essentially, you know, there'd be the date, there'd be the, the photo, and there would be the caption, right? So I was writing all the captions by hand. The photos were all coming from different places. Sometimes I'd have to make a graphic. Um, and it was just a ton of copying and pasting into that file, then sending that file for approval, and then going and making the edits, and then copying and pasting everything into a publisher. So now everything's all in one place. I create all the content in Vista Social, send it out, clients approve it, and then the second they approve it, it's scheduled. So I've been nerding out over it. Been That's really a good nice. Time. I mean, anytime you can save time, right? But making it easier right. for our clients so we can, you know, focus on other things. It's really good. Right. They're they're they were a little apprehensive at first because they're like, oh man, I've got to log in and I don't know what I'm gonna do with this, but the second that we met and showed them, I'm like, all you have to do is click one button that says approve and everything is done. You're good to go. So not sponsored, but. Yeah. And sometimes you got to take those clients just kicking and screaming, you know, like, hey, this is going to be easier. Like, yes, it's another login. It'll be OK. Like, I promise. Just save it to your Google keychain and you'll be good. There you go. <laughs> But I do have a story from Content Marketing World that I don't think anybody knows yet. My credit card got hacked. <laughs> While you were in DC? Yeah, my credit card got hacked. So I got a bunch of charges yesterday and I looked and I'm like, uh, this is not me. So in DC, my credit card got hacked. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> it's fine. It's a credit card. <laughs> okay. Well, that's the big city for you, right, Chad? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's just crazy because, like, you used it pretty much at the same place as we did. Yeah. Yep. You just got to get keep it wrapped in that foil, right? Yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> keep it wrapped in your tinfoil. I hope it wasn't when we stopped at the Capital One Cafe. That would raise some <laughs> red, red flags if that's where it got hacked. 
That sure is those free cookies. They weren't free, were they? You didn't bring your city card in there, did you? I hope that's not what you <laughs> no. have. That would be sloppy to say on no. the podcast. I was, <laughs> just taking you know a what was interesting? I'm pretty sure they weren't using a uh, city terminal. I think it was like toast or clover or something like that because I feel like I got an email from them. I don't remember. Really? It's really interesting. But uh, Allow me a moment to look that up. Well, so they were Gary, asking, uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, I'm just, <laughs> just swinging this back to content marketing world. That's the, um, smart. <laughs> this is how our, our entire week went in DC. Um, so Gary, you focus a lot on content, uh, content writing. Tell us, tell us a little bit more about what you do and, uh, you know, yeah, what you do for, for a living. Uh, my main gig is uh my uh my company produces all of the monthly seo retainer uh, content for all of y'all's clients um and i'll interchange y'all an hour um because i get to know uh those clients very well at least what they do and um who they are from a uh, front door, front facing um, website aspect. And um, we help position those clients as subject matter experts in their field, but also, I mean, our main goal really is to rank well and uh, get those leads coming through the contact forms. So uh, content marketing world is very relevant to what uh, uh, we do, all of us, but especially on my end. And Boy, was the topic related to us, AI or what. Uh, um, there, every session I went to that was related to my field um, at least had AI as a major subject, if not in the title. And there were certainly a range of opinions about how much AI helped or potentially hurt our, our industry and our efforts. Um, and uh, reinforced things that we do well and also uh, left some question marks about what the future of uh, content as far as search engines is uh, concerned. It, it was interesting hearing as as much about the AI and it was, you know, I felt like a lot of it was this is just a tool, you know, don't be scared of it. I mean, I don't know how everybody else kind of felt about it, but that's kind of the impression I got was, you know, you can't go generate everything out of AI or what a lot of people were saying, but, you know, go use it to do like your initial research and find stuff and things like that. What what, what was y'all's take? Yeah, I think the same thing, like, especially with the, you know, writing social media posts that I've been using AI for, it helps me think of extra topics that I wouldn't have thought about before. So like, you know, with a chiropractor, we're talking about like, like back pain and neck pain and things like that. But, you know, Vista Social gave me a list of things that was like, okay, well, here's preventative measures. And I just hadn't thought to think about that so far. So it was like, do daily little exercises and things like that, that, you know, it obviously had found online. And I mean, I don't think we can give medical advice, but doing a couple little exercises here and there probably isn't bad for anybody. 
So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, the AI that I'm using is just helping me think of extra things that I wouldn't have thought about before. Yeah. And Gary, you and I were talking about how, you know, using AI just by itself for most, for, for a lot of content, especially content that's really deep, probably isn't a great idea. And, uh, but using it just like Hannah said, you know, use it to gather ideas, gather maybe a, a couple paragraphs of information that maybe you would, wouldn't have thought of as a writer. That's probably pretty beneficial to, to kind of help your, um, what you're doing, right? Right. Um, it definitely uh, tightens up the, the research process. Um, as an agency, we have a, a wide range of industries that we're representing um, from cranes, not the bird, right, but the, the machinery cranes, right, to plumbing, um, HVAC. I always say HVAC. We don't have an HVAC right now. There's an opening. HVAC we're trying. Private schools, uh, private Christian schools, private not religious schools, right? There's uh, so there's ranges even within there's sub ranges and sub genres of, of industries, and we have to become experts very quickly because we are ghostwriting, right? We're speaking on behalf of of these clients um, as if we are them. So um, the one of the uh, positives of generative AI is that it, it cuts down the research as long as it's accurate. So you, you want to double check, especially if it makes a, a, a bold claim, um, which AI is not supposed to do, but as it becomes more sentient, it's, it's more common. I'm just kidding. It's not sentient yet. Um, but, uh, is it, <laughs> that, um, what, uh, one of the things that was reinforced pretty often in uh, in the sessions I went to, uh, we had several breakout sessions, was that AI is best best used as a tool in the hands of somebody that knows how to use the tool, like any any tool, like a general contractor who's painted walls with a, a paintbrush for uh, you know twenty years, uh, maybe slower to adapt an airbrush technique or a sprayer, um, but when they do. If they do it well, they can go a lot faster and be more efficient. If they don't do it well, they're gonna spray paint all over the house and it'll look pretty gross. Um, that's the best analogy I could come up with. Do that, AI. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, challenge accepted. <laughs> right. um, but one of the things I, I think uh, we're, we're seeing in our industry is that uh, it it is a, potentially a tool that levels the playing field um, in the sense that what we're doing was it was reinforced at at the conference what we're doing for our clients is working it's also reinforced by the the data the statistics the reports that we have um, but uh, but we if we don't use learn to use the tool very well uh, we could quickly, not let's not say fall behind, but the rest of the world could could catch up to us, um, uh, whether it's catching up to our clients or catching up to us as an agency. Um, so that was, uh, I'm, I'm not going to say eye opening. It's not that I didn't know that before the conference, but it's definitely something that I was reading between the lines. Uh, you, we've got to use it well. We've got to use it effectively. We still have to be unique 
um, with with our content. If we're not, we're gonna just fall into the mid pack. That's a Formula One analogy. And they say the best writers mix analogies, right? I need you to throw in a preaching analogy first. Okay, I'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> give me, give me a minute. Uh, I'm gonna go in the paddock. Uh, take a pit stop, and then I'm going to come back out with a preaching analogy. Okay, you do that. Well, um, you know, anytime I go to the conference, I always take a slew of books to get them signed. So, you know, I'm like the kid with his stack of baseball cards, except mine are a stack of books chasing the authors down to get them signed. Uh, so I was pretty excited to do that. And, and um Wait, but one thing we learned was that one of the books that you bought while we were there quoted Adam yes. in a blog post. Yes. Yes, it was pretty exciting, Gary. I don't think you, you probably didn't see it. So I, oh, I, was, I saw it, and I, yeah. I like that. I double-clicked, I double-tapped that Instagram oh, post. Okay. I, I, I don't <laughs> I think, what was it, Sunday morning I read that, Adam, and I sent it to you, and then we... I reshot the photo um, a little bit better Monday morning and we, you know, posted it out, but it was really cool. Cause I was like, I read it and I was getting ready to highlight it. And I, I looked down at the footnote to see who said it. I was like, wait, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> like, I had this like really excitement kind of thing, you know, thankfully nobody was around or I would probably been telling my wife and she would have been, you know, kind of glassed over. Like, what are you talking about? Kind of <laughs> I think I did tell her about it and she's just like, okay. But that's pretty much, you know, anytime I talk to my wife, that's pretty much the way it is. But you know, <laughs> after you've been married, well, you've been married 15 years, you're just like, I'm good. You know, my graphic designer husband's talking about something. I don't know. A graphic designer. <laughs> but it's cool to be, you know, it's cool that we're a part of this industry, you know, and that we're, you know, we're, we're part of the conversation. We're not just watching from the outside. It's, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's just cool to be a part of that. Yeah. Yeah, but it it was um it was definitely interesting. So Anne Handley, that's who I was trying to think of. She signed it and she's like, you know, this is the first version. I was like, Yes, I have the second version too, but this is the one I highlighted up and I wanted you to sign it. So she drew what like she did for the second version, like the cover, she drew like a little caricature thing and she did that on mine, which was pretty cool. Um Yeah. And the book book I'm reading. It's really good go, retargeting on her part. Yeah. It was, it was. I mean, she like wrote a real personal note about, you know, thanking me for bringing it to DC just to track her down to sign it and everything. I was like, well, that's probably a little stalkerish, but you know, she didn't say that, but you know. Did she give you a, a call to action in the bottom? Like click here to buy my second book? No, I don't think she did, <laughs> but that would have been good. How far are we, are we away from being able to handwrite hyperlinks? <laughs> I would well, say you need to be a QR code artist. There, oh, well, technically, there is technology where you can like type out a note, like, and it will, like, you can do handwriting and it will actually write it with a pen. It uses like a 3D, not a 3D printer, a plotter, and it uses like an actual ink pen and will write your thank you notes for you. It's crazy expensive. Not that I've looked into it or anything, but. Um, it, it's, it's definitely out there and interesting. So, well, Chad, with all these books that you've read, what, uh, I guess what resonated with you from the conference? Was there anything that kind of stood out that said, Hey, I heard that in a book and yeah, that's what everybody's still talking about. Or is there uh, new things that you heard that weren't necessarily in the books that you've read? 
the new one, well, the one I'm reading now, the one where we were quoted in, it's uh, pillar-based marketing. So essentially it's more doing what we call like a pillar page, maybe called like a column page or a skyscraper type page where you do like a really big, huge chunk of content, like 3,000 plus words. And then you do subtopics that are a little bit less and then you break it into individual blogs. And essentially you link up all to it, but it it's a different way of thinking. Instead of thinking just SEO and keywords and things like that, you really start thinking about the searcher's journey, not necessarily the buyer's journey. Um, I know we t- tend to use those terms interchangeably, but it's more about looking at the spider web, if you will, no pun intended and no, you know, spooky season um, puns, but it's looking at that kind of stuff and figuring out you know, what's the path that somebody eventually came through it? And they've used several analogies. Um, like I was reading it this morning, they were talking about lipstick and it was just like, you know, people like the, they gave an example of two companies and they talked about, you know, one's like organic and it's trying to go after like vegetarian and all the, you know, the green hippie kind of organic kind of thing. Um, and then you have the more traditional market. And then it was just like, that's not even the most searched question. It was like, what's the best shade or, or, you know, it was something like, I don't, I don't remember if that was what it is or not, but you know, cause I'm really not into lipstick, but you know, it was interesting to kind of, <laughs> I, you know, I, I think I'd be worried if you were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, it was interesting to think, you know, that's where that journey starts. It's just like, well, what's the best shade and nobody is out there or, you know, the companies that they were using the example for, which were, I guess, fictional, they weren't thinking about, you know, that topic of what's the best shade, you know, and like with us, you know, we do the private school marketing and I was just sitting there thinking and I was just like started playing around with it. And it's just like, I have content on like how to market a school, but I don't have content on how to market a school to parents. And I was just like, well, no wonder we're not ranking for that term because it's not the whole keyword phrase. And that's what they're searching for, not just how to market my school, but how do I market my school to parents? And it, you know, kind of light bulb kind of went off and down the rabbit hole I went. Yeah, you know, um, something that people talked about was um, the the new tool in Google that says people also ask, or they called it PAA. That's a great way to find those other topics as well. You know, go type in something that you think people are searching for and Google's going to tell you those adjacent keyword phrases. It's like Google's telling you what to write content for. Yeah, it, it was, it's definitely interesting. Um, and the book's, you know, been interesting as well. Well, Adam, do you have any big takeaways? I know we sat in one one session together, but that's just... I just wanted to see Marcus Sheridan, and when he called on me, I had a internal panic attack. But <laughs> Adam was sitting there watching me. And he's like, "Oh my god, you just freaked out!" <laughs> oh, it was great. I was there for it. I grabbed, I grabbed the popcorn, and I was like, "I want to see what Hannah does in this situation." <laughs> so, because I had already seen Marcus's um, presentations, I think, I think this was the third time I had seen it. So, um, I, I already knew exactly what he was going to talk about. And I, I think I already knew all the answers, but I was like, okay, Hannah, let's see. And she did great because the answer was like an obvious answer. She just said it and he was like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so can, um, can we get a, can we get a like celebrity equivalent of Marcus Sher- Sheridan, like a regular celebrity, celebrity equivalent? 
from like Hollywood or sports. See the Chris Evans of content marketing. Yeah, I, more than Chris Evans. Mm. <laughs> no, I'm saying more. I would I would give them like a Ryan Ryan Reynolds. No. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. But, mm -hmm. uh, uh, but everybody knows him. Fun guy owns a soccer team. Got it. But but uh, Hannah, what what was Marcus's main main objective in that? Mm, well, it was really a lot about like the transparency on your website. And, you know, like, make sure you have pricing on your website. Don't leave them with any unanswered questions. So, you know, he had even talked about a blog post where he highlighted some other companies in his area that were also good options, you know, like highlighting the competition, really just giving all the information out there so that you, you know, the buyer feels really informed, but also really trusts you because, you know, you've got the most informative stuff on your website. So really content marketing isn't isn't different than any other kind of marketing. It's just how it goes about, right? So we write content. Gary's team writes content for our customers um, that attracts people to the websites that we create. And same with the social media, it drives traffic to the websites. And then when people get to that website, it's answering their questions and giving them an easy way to convert, right? Just a button to contact us, set up a tour, something that's really easy for somebody that takes out the Chad's favorite word, friction. <laughs> and uh, and it all just, it just works. Uh, so when all that works together, it uh, works really nice for customers. Right, Adam, that, that synergy. Yeah, that synergy, to use the corporate <laughs> terms. I'm very anti-corporate <laughs> terms. And then uh, in turn, I end up using corporate terms. So it's fantastic. Vertical <laughs> integration. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Six Sigma. <laughs> I'm just quoting 30 Rock. <laughs> and to quote a Gen Z, heard all those terms. We're sounding kind of chuggy right now as far as the corporate world. Oh, is no. Concerned. <laughs> I didn't know, but... I didn't know Sorry. about chuggy. Sorry, Hannah. <laughs> okay. oh. well, that was one thing have... that we did find out. Like, Hannah had posted a TikTok and was I called a boomer or were they yeah, saying? Yeah, Chad and Adam got called a boomer. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, you know what? That just shows your age. But I'm fine with that, you know? Right. I'm good. Chad and I are zennials. So yes. we're that, that four-year period between the uh, Gen Z and the millennials. We had no, a corded Gen phone. X, not Gen oh, Z. Gen, Gen X. Z. <laughs> yeah, Gen X. And uh, yeah, so we, uh, the Oregon Trail generation. So. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, we got our, that was our first snotty comment on our, our TikTok was while we were at Content Marketing World. I think we were sitting down eating tacos and I was like, guys, you just got called boomers. <laughs> well, joke's on them. Engagement's everything on social media, so. Right? All you Thanks. did was boost our, all you did was boost the algorithm for us. So thank you. And you know what? I'm okay because I really knew none of those words and I'm okay with that. Like my wife would know them, but she also teaches middle school, so she kind of has to know them. Yeah, really. the The comment was low key mid. Ah! It wasn't it wasn't based at all. No riz. <laughs> we just went totally off the rails. Oh my gosh! But yeah, Adam, did you have a favorite a favorite session, a favorite part? What was your What was your key moment? 
Um, I think it was the uh, the master class that I went to the first day where we we really talked about um, pillar uh, creating pillar pages and um, I don't, that may have not been the first one, but um, there there were a few speakers who talked about pillar pages, creating those pillar pages around really good content. Uh, you have a pillar page that has about three thousand words that goes into four blogs that each have two thousand words, and that each one of those has three to four landing pages inside of those you write all that content you release it all at once um, and it really helps boost a not not just a keyword phrase but a whole target of information for google so that's something that uh, i'm excited to try um, with with not just us but with uh, with some of our customers to see you know does that does that really work what uh, what about you gary what uh what was the big takeaway for you it's a great question, um, which is what people say when they're trying to buy time to answer a question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll bow our heads. Uh, yeah, bow your, your heads. Close your eyes. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, we're just gonna let the piano play for a moment. Um, I uh, I also really enjoyed. I had a breakout uh, with I think the same guy with the pillar pages. So Dale, I, Dale Burton. Yeah. Um, and he looks like, uh, oh no, if I don't know who, who, the name of the person I'm talking about, that's not a good comparison, but he looks like an actor and Hannah and I found him and he was in a couple episodes of New Girl. I think actually Dale was, um, I'm sure it's the same guy. Um, he, uh, was it him? I think it's him. Uh, he was also talking about, um, conversion from those pillar pages and landing pages and blogs, um, writing for conversion maybe as is as important as writing for search engine optimization. Um, that, that hit, it's not necessarily, uh, groundbreaking information, right? Uh, just a reminder of what the, the real goal is for every client is, uh, traffic is, a good number to show, but conversions leading to leads, leading to customers, leading to repeat customers, and and those customers being word of mouth for other potential leads and customers. That's what we're trying to do. We want all those clients to succeed, um, grow as as much as they they want to meet their goals, and uh, and we work with the best. Uh, so we want them to, to shine and we want people to, to hire them. You want them to shine, shine brightly. No, you're good. I was just going to say you want them to shine bright like a diamond. Yeah. That was my session name that Gary told me. He's like, oh, you oh. should go to that one. <laughs> You enjoyed that one though, didn't you? That was my favorite one. Let me tell you what, we were straight up girl bossing in there. Cause it was this lady who got up in this like hot pink jumpsuit and she had on like sparkly rhinestone shoes and she was like completely extroverted. Like she did not care um, who was in there. She was going to do her thing, but yeah, it was marketing like, like Rihanna or Rihanna. I guess that's how she technically says it, but that was a blast. I mean, we talked about like, like creating content that 
you know, targets different people because, you know, she's got all these different like clothing lines and makeup brands and stuff. And, you know, there's something for everybody there. So it's like, you know, building out your content, your social media, you know, so that everybody can find ways to connect with it. And it was just, it was fun. It was a blast. She played a lot of Rihanna music. So we had a good time. I have to find a way to have fun everywhere. So that was a good one. Well, and you and I went to the lady that works for the TSA, um, mm-hmm. which that was really interesting. Her take on how they do social media as a technical, technically they're a government organization, but they don't have the red tape um, to go through because of the, the and then how the, you can't show weapons and things on social media and how they can kind of get around that and talking about stuff around it. Um, which was interesting. Of course, you know, I follow them, not that I travel that much, you know, through airports or ports or anything where I would need a TSJ, TSA checkpoint, but I follow them because they're just flipping hilarious. They um, are. They're so they funny. Are lots of dad jokes and lots of puns. And it's, they, it's almost an exercise in just reading how creative someone can be. Uh, so I highly suggest you follow it just so that you could see what, how creative someone can be talking about the most random thing. Mm-hmm. Well, and the most boring thing. I mean, let's be honest, TSA sucks. You know, like I hate going through it. It's not fun. I panic because, you know, you have to wear easy shoes to get on and off. And you're like, oh, you can't wear your belt. And then Grant had to get patted down because he forgot a dime in his pocket last time we went through the airport. And it's... <laughs> It is stressful, so it's funny how they take something boring and that everybody hates and makes it fun online. Well, it, I think anytime you're doing something like that, you don't have to be in trouble. It's like if you get called to the principal's office for like an award, you still go into panic mode because you got called to the principal's office for no reason. And it's just like, or what you think is no reason. Yeah. Adam sends me an email. He's like, hey, can we meet and talk at such and such time? And I'm like, oh, God, I'm getting fired. <laughs> yeah, because I am I am uh, super scary like that. <laughs> Known for being ruthless. Uh, I have a question for Hannah. Yeah. Um, so uh, it this applies somewhat to what I do. We want to we want to be authentic with blogs and landing pages. We want to capture our clients' voices. Um, but Google doesn't care about that. Um, right. But in social media, it's built on authenticity, uh, even even if it isn't authentic. And even if we aren't being our authentic selves on social media, the concept of social media is built on authenticity. And I think we see uh, shifts from one platform to another to another um, based on which platform, which new platform seems like it's going to provide opportunity for authenticity. Um, as, as more captions are being created by AI, as, as generative AI is more responsible for aspects of a social media post, uh, are you seeing, are you finding it more difficult to, capture authenticity do you see people potentially shifting from platforms that we're using right now for marketing 
that's not one question. That's like several questions. And it I've is. got a whole nother list of questions based on your answers. So <laughs> that's okay. Uh, well, actually, I think that it's the way that you phrase your questions or what you want, the way you phrase it to AI. I think it's almost getting easier because like, I, I don't, I'm not able to write as the perspective of, you know, like I was doing chiropractor content not long ago. Like I'm not able to write as a chiropractor because I am not one. So I would put in what I wanted. I'm like, I want a very short social media post about neck pain from the perspective of a chiropractor. And so then it gives me this list. Now, will it be in the exact same tone that that specific chiropractor talks? Maybe not, but it's the best step forward that I have so far. So, you know, it's it's getting there, but you know, you always edit your captions and your what AI gives you to make it actually fit the right thing. So, you know, I think in that sense, from writing as the perspective of someone else, you know, it's a little bit easier when you can generate it that way. That is my answer. Well, and you know, with AI coming up, <laughs> they're saying that you can put in examples of uh, a tone and how somebody else writes as an example. And then it could spit out information in that same tone. So, yeah, that's super cool. That's where I want to see it get to is to be able to say, go to this website, look through the con, like spider the content, whatever, you know, and then go help me create something similar to the same tone that's on this website or whatever. Cause, you know, we've got some clients that want to be like super professional and, you know, I don't know, almost stoic, I guess, and just like very cold um, sounding. And then you've got some that come across and you're like, let's be fun with it, you know, because that's, you know, that's the way I come across when I generate content. I'm just like, let's have some fun with it, you know, interject some, you know, some puns or some song lyrics or, you know, because that's the way my mind works. So, well, and that's where we're, that's where you lose, that's where you're losing your, on social media, if you're not having fun, the whole point of social media is to stay social, right? So you don't have to be 100% fun all the time, but you do have to be social because it's supposed to be, you know, connecting with others and engaging. And, you know, I think that even though we use AI, we still have to remember that, you know, there's key factors that we have to interject in order to still make it work. Right. And I think, you know, even when you generate content like on a blog or a landing page you still have to write it to that one-to-one -one person and you know because what if you're reading something if you're not going to be reading it in a group you may be in a group but you're not reading it from a group session you know you don't have someone up at the front of the room you know reading the blog post to a group of kids you know kind of thing like you would in a school i mean obviously that would be great if somebody was doing that but you know i really don't think we're to that point where it's our you know, anybody's content that's getting published on a blog is that engaging. But at the same time, I, I say all that to say that you need to write it one-to-one, -one. you know, say I, you, you know, write it to like you're speaking to that one individual person, because if you're authoring that blog post and you're putting someone's name to it, whether you're ghostwriting or not, it's not scary. So uh, you just but, have um, to write. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I've been working, working on trying to put that one in there. So. <laughs> All right. Well, 
I think we'll on that note <laughs> we went off the rails enough. Anybody else got anything to add to the group? Anybody, anything else for the listeners? I'm good. I think I think we you know it was it was all AI all the time. This conference it was a lot of well I say this conference like I've been to others. I have not. This was my first one, but it was a lot of AI. Yeah. I mean, but, I, I had fun. So, yeah, and I, it was really good to to see that we're we're doing things right, and uh, we're excited to keep moving forward and uh, growing what we're doing with our skills and taking some of the stuff that we learned back and just you know doing even better for our customers. So, I'm excited moving forward. Most definitely. All and right. we team well, bonded. Oh yeah, we totally bonded. Uh, well, we'll talk to everybody next go around. Um, and with that, have a good one, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Talk Marketing to Me podcast, where we talk all things marketing all the time. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn to stay in the loop about what's next. And don't forget to subscribe on Spotify or Apple podcast. See you next time. Oh, yeah. No comeback, Gary? Oh, I, that would have been a good time for me to, to have one. Um. Uh, not had enough I just, I'm really, I really concentrate on uh, when a joke becomes a dad joke, mm. which is when it becomes apparent. Uh. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do we have one of those little crowd things where we can put in like, boo. <laughs> I'll do some do quick, have, uh, quick sound bites for you. That if you want, <laughs> we can do it now or later off air. We, we'll do it off air. We probably need to wrap hey, up. Why does Humpty Dumpty like fall so much? That's not it. That's not what? a joke. Why is... <laughs> you can clean that up in post, Chad. Why does Humpty Dumpty love Autumn so much? Oh, because he loves he the fall. A... Great. He had a great fall. Ah. Uh.